It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. This is Jordan. This is Joe. And this is Treats. This is the 8 a.m. shift. Uh, what's up, guys? So uh, we're doing something a little bit differently here instead of the normal intro, just Jordan and I. So we're here with my friend DJ Treats, whose voice you may remember from the Dark Knight episode. Thanks for having me, Jordan. What's up, Joe? What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> yeah. It is uh, a memorable voice. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I would hope so. I mean, uh, I... I I, I don't do a lot of these, uh, I don't do a lot of, it's it very rarely am I in a position where I'm being interviewed about anything, but um, I know this is not as formal as a quote unquote interview, it's just a <laughs> you know, nice little round table discussion for your podcast, so, but also just as a DJ I don't really, I, I don't get on the mic too often, depends on the... Uh, <laughs> The type of event that it is, right, right, right. Not, and I'm not referring to like weddings. It depends on how like turnt it is and right, how right. how many drinks that I've had, or in this case, how many donuts that I've had. There so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, you know, it's 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 nice to be here for a post uh, Dark Knight um, uh, discussion. Obviously, this is not focused on that, but you know, coming off of that, this is a nice segue. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, coming out, man. It was awesome uh, having you do that uh, Dark Knight piece for us. And yeah. uh, we're glad you're able to come on and uh, chat with us a little bit more. Yes, indeed. And the uh, donuts flow like wine here <laughs> at the 8 a.m. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I have to say, um, not not to, you know, I'm not laser focused on the, uh, the Dark Knight episode, which I do encourage other people to listen to, but um, I'm still... I was I was about to get to the part of the one podcast that you did uh, that you sent me about the Scott Pilgrim movie, and I oh, we're going I back was to Scott to, Pilgrim. <laughs> I was trying to um, to fast forward it to the part because I didn't have a whole lot of time. I was like, okay, I want to hear what you had to say about it, and I only got to the part about like um, I, it was just in the very beginning. I don't even really remember, but it's on my to do list. So you know, maybe at some point, maybe <laughs> we'll discuss that. Maybe that'll come up again through the course of our conversation. But that was. That's another episode I would recommend other people to check out because I'm about to check it out. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for the plug. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Man. So, Jordan, two Jordan, episodes in. Jordan's <laughs> new favorite topic on the 8 a.m. shift is Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> he brings it up. I mean, every it, time. Th- there's a lot to talk about because um, the author, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, aside from it being like a seminal like graphic novel series it's, and, and film, but right. um, the author also released um, uh, another book called Snot Girl, which I just recently finished. Oh, dope. So, I got to check that out. It's and interesting. Um, I'll try to bring a copy by for you. It's uh, it's definitely for a younger audience. Right, right. Um, and it's definitely geared, I mean, guys or girls can read it, but right. it's about a group of girls, one specifically um, who is a fashion blogger and she is afflicted by these allergies and she's... You know, as a flat fashion blogger, she's obsessed with her appearance and right, everyone right. else's and, and very self-conscious, but um, she has these allergies that she hides from people right. and they can erupt at different times and it has affected her to the point where she has done some things that she is, um, that could very well jeopardize her life right, right. And, and those around her. Sounds interesting, man. It is interesting. I feel like that will be a movie at some point. Especially I, I'm like pretty t- sure it yeah, will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, Like today's yeah. climate, like it seems like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's also uh, uh, illustrated by Leslie Chung. So it's beautifully drawn. Nice. It's wow. amazing. Nice, nice. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful work. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Joe. No, I mean, Treats here is a huge comic book fan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I guess jumping right into it, what were your hot takes from the San Diego Comic-Con? Nice, nice uh, you know, way to pivot into that. Um, <laughs> see? This is how, this is how we turns, do it. Man. See how hot we do it. This right is how we it. do it right here. Um, uh, you know... I, I I pay attention to Comic Con when it comes around, and right. and we're whether it's San Diego or New York, but um, do you go San Diego's the one that matters. New not, York, not I, to cut you off. No, do no, you, do totally you, fine. Do you go to New York Comic Con? I went once. Um, no, right. uh, no, I've I've gone twice, but I with like ten year gaps in between. <laughs> right, so right, right, right. I took my son like two years ago. Um, it was no last year. It was it was amazing. It was I so was there cool. Last year. <laughs> it was so cool. Was that your first time in? New no, York no. I got, I've oh. I've gone probably the last uh, five or six years, but there was like one year I missed in between in that. So gotcha. it was like I've gone say like five out of the last yeah. six years or something. Well, now correct me if I'm wrong. New York Comic Con is still fairly new. It hasn't been around. It's fairly yeah. new. It's not yeah. as old as San Diego, but right. it actually it's at the point where it has more foot traffic than San Diego. So no way. It, yeah, yeah. So technically, the last few years, it's been bigger than San is Diego. Is it because like it's not as industry as San Diego Comic Con? It's is? definitely industry but uh, yeah i feel like it's a little less industry but like Mm. just like san diego like new york comic-con is getting swept up in all that stuff so there's like not as big premieres but still like premieres happening stuff like that but Mm -hmm. i feel like it's just a little bit easier for like say like jersey philly like all these other areas to get to it it so uh san diego is (laughs) a little more out there so it's like of course yeah um, yeah, but the studios are close. It's closer to LA in a lot of ways. No, no, yeah. and that's why the bigger yeah. like premieres and stuff yeah. happen there. But I, I can agree. tell you for sure, as New York Comic Con grows, you're gonna get more and more of this yeah. stuff because yeah. they've already had like a, like Daredevil like season two or something premiered at one of them, and like, right, just right. stuff like that. Like the, it's been getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, I believe like the last two or three years they've had more foot traffic. Gotcha. That's interesting. Stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, yeah. I always felt like New York Comic Con is. By and large, in the shadow of um, San Diego Comic Con, it definitely is. But I think it's more because of like premieres and all right. those big things that like still come to like they they don't get, yeah. they don't get the panels that like yeah. San Diego yeah. and they still oh, get yeah. some dope yeah. ones. Like yeah. I saw Robert Kirkman speak at New York Comic Con uh-huh. one year, and uh, I forget another one I went to. But they get some really good panels, but they're not getting like full blown like Aquaman cast, you know? <laughs> yeah, <okay>. yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I, from what I saw at San Diego Comic Con, it looked really cool. Right. Um, I actually think next year is going to be better. Um, uh, on the strength of uh, Infinity War right. two, I guess I don't know what it's being called, but um, yeah, they, they don't, they don't either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. there's no title yet for no, it. It's just like title. Avengers four or yeah, something yeah. like that. So some guy like put yeah. up a fake uh, poster and that. it was like. Uh, Avengers for um, Endgame or something, and yeah, it was like, yeah. give, so that's that, not it. give it that, give it that, give it that. That's not it. No, oh. no, that was like a fake fan made huh. like post. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think next year is probably going to be better. Not to discredit DC in any way. Um, I still DC is still at my heart because of Batman and um, 
because of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was waiting, I was waiting for the, the second part of that sentence, and I was like, <laughs> you're like no, I feel like there's like, the Green Lantern. <laughs> no, there's, there's, Who else is there? I'm sure there's like a Vertigo title in there somewhere yeah. that's right, like, right, right. you know, still. Yeah, you oh, Batman. Watchmen, you Bat- know. Yeah, right. Batman, Batman and yeah. uh, Lobo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Lobo. Well, I mean, speaking of which, I, I mean, like what, what, the, Lobo's the, the like clock is Deadpool, ticking right? on Lobo. Like, yeah, huh? the clock is ticking on Lobo. Yeah, it's going to come. First off, they're like, they've already been in talks with people about that, yeah. but uh, he is like their Deadpool. Like, that's totally. that's what they'll do. Um, I, think he, I think he's more interesting than Deadpool. I think he is, too, just because of his background. Like, he's the last of his species, right, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I think he has a, a slightly more interesting background than Deadpool, but mm-hmm. Deadpool has Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Green Lantern also had Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about the depth of, of Deadpool's character, I mean, come on. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds comes to mind immediately. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, so continuing hot takes on San Diego Comic-Con 2018, it's... It's good. I thought it was interesting. For anything that caught my my eye was definitely, um, you know, it. The thing that I liked the most of all the trailers was the Shazam trailer. Uh, I don't think it was my favorite trailer, but I did love that trailer because yeah. tonally it felt very different. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Uh, I don't. It, mean- it's exciting. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It's an exciting thing. To it's refreshing. Also, because like, look. We all need a palate cleanser from Justice League. Oh, and, boy, do we. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, I think that they need... Look, Wonder Woman is great, and, and I'm not taking anything away from what Wonder Woman has done, but I feel like, unfortunately, they they could have taken their time with Justice League. I think it was rushed because they probably wanted to get that out before, you know, Infinity War. Right, and they, right. they, they, they felt like they had something, but they really didn't. They absolutely did not. Yeah, so, you know... If they took more time with Justice League and maybe allowed themselves, this is, I'm just thinking off the top of my head now. So, like, having seen Shazam's trailer now, had they taken their time and held back Justice League, they could have dropped Shazam, like, dropped all these movies that they're going to drop, you know, Shazam, Aquaman, and then do a Kingdom Come movie right, right. instead of Justice League. Right, right. You know, per se. And this is one of the things that uh, I believe I've mentioned on the podcast, but my brother and I have spoken about this, and who's, who's also been on the podcast. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, they just, they felt this need to rush and beat Marvel. And it was to the detriment of everything they were trying to do. It was yeah. like, because they rushed, so Aquaman had no background, like no backstory. So like that scene when they go to Atlantis or whatever the hell mm, it is. Yeah, Greece maybe. Or I don't <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. yeah. Uh, like people were like lost. They're like, what is going on here? Yeah. And the same with like the Flash. Same with Cyborg. Like none of those characters were ever explained, right? Yeah. So they needed to drop the Aquaman movie first. And then, like, just tonally, something like a Shazam is like DC's, say, Guardians or even Ant-Man, right? Gives them that, like, levity, right? And it just kind of brings everything down or or everything up after it's been down for so long. Because it's like everything's been so dark. And it's like, and that's one of the things that kind of scared me about the Aquaman trailer. And although there are bits in there where I was like, all right, that looks cool. Like Aquaman diving with that red flare, and I was like, "Whoa, that, that like five, like two second shot was really cool." But like tonally, it still feels like what I've seen with 
you know, Justice League, yeah. Superman, Wonder yeah, like, Woman. Yeah, like, there's going to be a giant threat at the end of the right, movie. Right, right, And then just going to be, like, Aquaman's got to save the day. But, fortunately, Jason Momoa is really funny. Right, right. You know, and that's kind of one of the highlights. And, and he's, he's like, one of the hopes. Right? Yeah, he's the same. Yeah. Like, he can pull this character because yeah. he's going to bring a lot of charisma to this guy. He does. He does. Yeah. 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 But you see Shazam, and you're like, wow, that's, like, that's like Spider-Man Homecoming. Or right, 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 right. Like, that's their Homecoming. And yeah. it's... And it's um, I think it's like awesome to see that, but I feel like could it be too little, too late, right? It be- could be that. I mean, look at Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was supposed yeah. to be kind of like that too, and like they, man, you want to talk about dropping the ball? Jesus, so- Suicide Squad was a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh Don't mean to offend if anyone liked Suicide Squad, but you know, I no offense you. to anyone that dressed up as Harley Quinn at the San Diego Comic Con, but <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> right. So, would you say Shazam was your favorite trailer out of uh, Comic Con? Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I just watched it recently. I I, I wasn't watching everything like. And- as it, it was, was happening, out, right? as, as it was coming out, yes. Um, but it, putting it all into perspective, Shazam was my favorite because I felt like here's a character that I know nothing about. Right. To be honest with you, like having known his name and seen his face through the years, right. it's like boy, this makes no sense to me. So at this, well, at the growing up seeing Shazam, it didn't make any sense to me. So or the, it just didn't makes sense at all just i didn't see where it fit right, into right. the 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 you know the whole grand the bigger yeah picture. like the pantheon of yeah, like the dc pantheon of right, characters right, right. so yeah. is he a good guy is he a bad guy is he just some oddball character right right so um i think this is good and at this point i'm not expecting it to even fit into the bigger picture because there is no big picture when it comes to what dc is right, doing right. so um, I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. It's it's something that kids can see. Um, it, it it will still please fans. It will bring in new fans because look, like you said, w- is this li- too little, too late for DC? And uh, I think they need to be at a place where they can bring in new fans. Right. They right. they may have lost a lot of people since you know dropping the ball with a lot of these other films. Right. So if they can create a new fan base through new characters that yeah, can reinvigorate I, I the Which franchise, is what they need. Yeah. Yeah. that can that can that can be their saving grace. And I'm kind of hoping that that's what Shazam does. Like Shazam mm-hmm. is like the one the sort of the savior. You would think that would be like a Superman or a Batman, but like Shazam is going to be the one to be like the savior of like, right. the DCU. Right. Because it's going to be that one that like opens up some new doors and yeah. creates just new storylines, ideas, yep. directions they can go. Because like as dope as like Jason Momoa is going to be as Aquaman, he's still locked into that world now because yeah. he's already been in a movie that probably shouldn't have come out. Right? It's hard to separate him from that world. Right? If that makes any sense. No, I, I agree. It's funny you say that too because um, even like from a marketing perspective. Like, what do you know about, like, superheroes? Like, you know, like the trademark logo, right? Right. Like, Aquaman doesn't really have a trademark logo. Maybe the Trident. They're, like, trying to, like, yeah. to have that, but like, It looks similar. good, though. It yeah. does look good. It, it does looks look good. good. I, yeah. I got to say, let's... All right, I like the Aquaman trail, and I'm not going to jump too far ahead, and I want you to get your point in, but um, I like the Aquaman logo. If I saw the poster... And like the the poster with this, just the sharks, right? And I know this is all teased out up leading up to the trailer. Right, but if right. I just saw the poster with the sharks and the logo, I would have been all right. Good, I'm I'm done. I, I can right, wait. Right, right. I could even wait until enough, like you know, let's say the Super Bowl. So I know it's coming out <laughs> right, in right, November, right. but let's say I could wait till the Super Bowl to see the Aquaman trailer. I'll be right, good. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, the stuff looked cool. Although the, I have to say, my favorite thing out of the 
Aquaman that to come out of the whole this like all the Aquaman like trailers and posters is like when that first poster was released with all the sharks and stuff. They like <laughs> the Finding Nemo. They one. like Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, yo, come on, man. <laughs> Internet is undefeated right here. Oh man, it so, was yeah. great, man. It was a star. <laughs> yeah. No, but go, what were you saying, Jordan? No, but I was just saying that. Um, like I, I, I agree. Like I just from a marketing perspective, also, um, the Shazam logo is like pretty. Even Shazam logo is great. great. It like, looks pretty like so simple, but like gets the point across. You know, right? and mm-hmm. I think much like how Deadpool, like prior to Deadpool, like it was just like a kind of like a cult right. hero, right? Yeah. But after that, it be, like he's now like an art school hero. You right. know what I mean? Like everyone knows the Deadpool logo now. You can, know? I say, True. can I say one thing? And I'm like just tearing up, like just thinking. About it. <laughs> so I can I can tell you one thing I've noticed. I have to say, so since the Shazam trailers come out. Several people who are like, who would be like, Joe's really tearing up. I'm like really tearing up just thinking about this. Several people that like I know that know nothing about comic books, they were like, they keep hearing about this Shazam movie and they're like, yo, are they doing a sequel to that Kazam movie that was awful? No, (laughs) so like, there are people that are like mistaking that that is true. Kazam, and I was like, ooh, could this be bad for DC? (laughs) I shit you not. I've had how how could this be bad for DC? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Kazam is a uh... (laughs) oh, actually, no, I just messed up. I was about to say. Well, Kazam has some some credibility right now because they just put out the game on the Switch. But I was confusing with Shaq Fu. Uh, Shaq Fu's on the Switch. Shaq, Shaq oh, Fu's on the man. Switch now. They, they they rebooted it for the Switch. That's crazy. We've now turned this episode into a a, a '90s retro drunk, drunk episode. Like, I mean, like there are probably people listening. Like, what the fuck are you like? You guys are being nostalgic about Kazam right now. <laughs> They're like, really, really. <laughs> we just might have put it out in the universe for them to reboot that. Thing. I know. Actually, now, now it's like in the ether. I'm hey, te- I'm you know te- what I really want to re- re- reboot for? Here we go. Steel. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean that, but that's that, like a feasible. That, could, yeah. <laughs> that can be done. With, not with Shaq. Not with Shaq. I was gonna say with Shaq. <laughs> only with Shaq. <laughs> I mean, you yo, only take it with Shaq. You know, there's gonna be somebody that's gonna come along, and some some movie studio or somebody with a crazy script is gonna come along to Shaq, and they're like, "You can do anything. Right. I want you <laughs> to make." Your magnum opus film. <laughs> it's going to happen, son. For so real. So you're, you're calling it now. Shaq will have another movie, and it's going to be... It's going to be good. It's massive. It's going to be on, like man. Magnolia 2 starring Shaq. Shaq, Shaq <laughs> rapped alongside Biggie. That is true. And he that killed it. So I think... As far as killed it? <laughs> he did his thing. He did, look, I he think... He did kind of do his thing. I he give did him his my... thing, man. <laughs> you can't stop it. The prophet. Da, 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 whatever, you know, like, yo. Like, he... He killed that verse, like he. I mean, like you know, it, it's very, it's very um, referential to like you know J. Rude Damager and you know at the time Fushnikins, right. but like you know he was trying to rhyme like Biggie, and he did, he did his his best. You know, I right, feel right. look when you look at basketball ba- uh, uh, basketball players that want to rap, right. Shaq is still the best. Uh, that I'd probably agree with. <laughs> sure. I mean, maybe I'm glossing over Victor Oladipo, not to, you know, Alan I, mean, I don't know. I'm, but I, Alan, I, Iver- I yeah, Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson. Are you, are you, no, are you an AI sorry. fan? <laughs> nah, it's not going to happen. But, like, yo, Shaq, Shaq had, had bars on that album. So all I'm saying is somebody's going to come along and be like, you know what, Shaq? 
you, people know your face. People know this is my elevator pitch to Shaq. Oh, here they we go. know <laughs> your they know your face. They know your brand. They know your legacy. Why not? Like, look, you can give them, you know, Goofy Shaq from off of TNT, but we want to give we want we want to see what. We want to see what we want to see what Shaquille O'Neal does. I got it. Blue, Yo, he did blue chips. Blue chips <laughs> too. I was saying blue chips too. He's now the coach. Oh my god. Boom. He's Come Nick on. Nolte. I was gonna, I was that's, that's how they'll introduce it. It'll be like an alley oop, like literally and figuratively. It'll be like, um, oh I mean, no god. pun intended. It'll be um, blue chips too. Will be his comeback, but then that's just like the alley oop for the slam dunk, which will be like his. Real like acting chops, right, right, you know, because right, right. he's got to warm up a little bit. Right, you know what yeah. I'm get the, like get the engine throws. running. It's like shooting yeah, yeah. free throws. You can go for two. <laughs> you might make one. You might miss one. I don't so, mean you know. to burst your bubble, but Shaq could never shoot free throws. <laughs> 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 I mean, he he when he shot him one handed, and, right, and right, you know, yeah, like yeah. He, fingertips, uses his fingertips. He you know he got it. It's true. I was always a guy that you was know? like somebody needs to show him the under, you know, the <laughs> the basket throw. He would he would have got those, man. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so um, <laughs> people um, are making the mistake with yes, mistake with that's Shazam. horrible. Shazam. It's horrible. Oh I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I hope Shazam can overcome that. Uh, <laughs> that you know, miss miss. Uh, I've had like four misguided. people. Like, Yo, are they making a, Kazam, <laughs> a sequel to Kazam? <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> oh man. But Titans. Uh, I'm not excited about Titans. Yo, that trailer Yo. sucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot you know, people, I, didn't know I know people are hyped about it, actually. I didn't know if I Why was looking so at violent? a movie or a TV show. I'm like, what is going on here? Just it was. A, it's first of all, it's a TV show for some for like their own. Yeah, for their own. Uh, their DC which like, I'm like, online streaming. That's a bad oh really? Idea. Is that what that is? Yeah, uh, I actually don't think it's a bad idea. I, I don't think it's a bad idea either, but I'm saying, like, just, yo, tell me. Dude, as, as only... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, Be a little bit know, more right? transparent with that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, I honestly didn't know that they were going to have their own streaming service until that trailer dropped. I was okay. like, I was like, what is I, it? I think that their their win, though, is um not capitalizing off of the shitstorm that's been the D, you know, the DCU. The DCU, yeah, yeah. And just total transparency, I still haven't watched the Justice League movie yet. It's, oh, uh, for real? Yeah, oh, and, huh, and, and, okay. it's, and it's because, like, I literally... I think I was like it was November. I think we were chilling, and and you were just like, "Yeah, you're not missing anything, Jordan." And I was like, "All right, that's all I needed to do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, um, and then uh, since then, like, I really haven't missed anything, right? right. Uh, I mean, we got we got a Wonder Woman movie sequel that's going to take place in the Reagan era, which sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> I know you're you're yeah. jazzed right. for yeah. that one. Um, I mean, I can't wait. I, I'm a big fan of the Wonder Woman film, so and yeah. so and they brought like the whole team back, so I'm I'm excited for that one. Right. Um, um, but I think from like the the online streaming service. It's like now is a good time for them to kind of like uh, zero in on some of those like uh, more ancillary characters, like right. like the Shazams or even like Lobos or, or Lobo. Yeah, Lobo, yeah. right? Like that's the time to do it. Like they should have never taken these gambles on like big budget movies like Jonah Hex or Green Lantern. Jonah Hex. The thing yeah, that kills me the most about that. Jonah Hex is that I'm a big uh, Mastodon fan, a metal band Mastodon. Right. And they did like the music for that. Movie. Oh really? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I saw the Titans trailer. Did you feel that way when you looked at the uh, Spawn soundtrack and saw like all these great bands like like Metallica? Wait, Metallica, Metallica, Metallica is not, not on it. Okay, <laughs> Butthole Surfers, Butthole Sneaker, sneaker Pimps. <laughs> I'm naming some real like '90s ass. No, those like, are uh, definitely some '90s like, bands. You, like you could say like, oh, I like No Doubt. I like Metallica. I'm like, you're just like scratching the surface. Right, 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 right. I'm naming right, some right. real like fucking. <laughs> you had to be at the like the like the bargain bin of Blockbuster <laughs> where all the fucking like five dollar right. soundtrack like Minutemen <laughs> and shit. Like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. 
Meatloaf. Me- <laughs> fucking love Meatloaf. Yeah, Meatloaf's great, dude. <laughs> Joe's judging me like hard. hard I'm not judging. I love Meatloaf, man. <laughs> my cousin, my cousin is totally judging me right now though, because <laughs> right. she was in the car with me every time. We <laughs> every time you wanted to blast Meatloaf. <laughs> um, anyhow, so anyhow, with the Titans trail, I saw it. And listen, man, I'm a guy like you give me a violent show, like I'm like, mm, I eat it up. But I was kind of like, mm-hmm. why is this so violent? Like it didn't make sense. And then the whole thing with like the the fuck Batman line and all that, I was like, this is so corny. Why are you why are you running with this? This is this should not be your lead. Yeah, man, that's just it was it was just so corny to me, man. Like it's it felt so forced. It felt really forced. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Is all I'm saying. Here we go. You <laughs> see. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. It's Batman true. is still like, yo, we will be talking. Right, like- the fact that we'll be talking about, about Batman forever. It's just like, no pun intended again, but like, <laughs> yo, my man, like, yo, Batman is going to be still in the conversation even till next year with like the Lego Batman, not Lego Batman, the the Lego movie too. Right, yeah. You know, he's going to be in that. that. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, yo, man, he's don't, not going don't, anywhere. I know, what's with the, don't, don't be cursing out, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you need him. He yeah. keeps you in the conversation when it comes to all of these superhero movies. When it comes to the TV game, DC's been pretty successful, right? Yeah. Like Arrow, Flash, all those shows, Legends of mm-hmm. Tomorrow have been pretty successful, even Supergirl. So why are you changing that formula? Mm-hmm. And going right, with this like right. really dark, really violent yeah. like show, like I don't get it. Like you yeah. could, and if anything, like fits that mold of what they're doing with the CW, it's Titans, right? Like Titans fits that mold perfectly. And they were like, nah, you know what? We're gonna make this one really dark and violent, and you know, what I'm saying like that doesn't make any sense to me. Although it'd be pretty funny if like you know Robin Wade just wore like right wing media. <laughs> like, so then it becomes like woke and violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, look, I mean, there's there's no reason why they couldn't have taken the 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 characters of the Teen Titans Go series and just make it a little bit more serious, not serious, but just a little bit more mature. Right, and that that's but not what I, dark. Right, that's what I feel yeah. like. That if had they gone the CW route, like what they're yeah. doing with the CW stuff, you get that. Right, it's a little more serious, a little more adult, a little more grown up. But it's not, you know, chopping guys' heads off and doing all this crazy stuff. Right. And again, I love that when it's in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Like I, in Deadpool, that works. I want him right. chopping people's heads off. Not the Titans. Not, not Robin. You know what I'm saying? Like this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, I never read the Titans comic book growing up so or any of the recent ones. Right. So I don't really have a reference point. Other than just Teen Titans Go, or I mean, also the Teen Titans cartoon before right, that yeah, yeah, was also cool. very good. I mean, those are those are really good. Right, they're really good. So, the movie was really good. Why couldn't they have done that? Yeah, I just don't get where what the, the direction they're trying to go with it. I don't, don't understand when they've been so successful with the previous like iterations of the, that property. You know what I'm saying? Aside so. from the the CW properties, let's just put it out there: it's the elephant in the room. It's just that these animated series often are have the depth that the live action films do not. Or live action interpretations don't. No, have. it's true for sure. Batman the animated series I mean, is another I mean, example of that. Batman the animated series, which is now released on this Blu-ray box at the whole yeah. thing, which I'm like dying to get. But like, still to me, greatest like greatest comic comic book, com- cartoon ever made. Yeah, like nothing's story, yeah. reached that. Some of the storytelling on that to this day, like, right. I still reference back to like even as like you know, like to this day, like um. There's so many good parts to it, but like there was like a great they they mm-hmm. really knew storytelling and yeah no they understood that. the character they understood that world like Gotham City looked beautiful in those cartoons yeah. 
And but like to, more to your point, like the Superman show was great. Superman right? was good too. Yeah, 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 it wasn't as good as Batman, but it was still great. Uh, and in that Superman show is where they introduced Lobo actually. Yes, and he had this great arc, right? When the guy's trying to hunt him, because well, he sends Lobo. I can't remember who it was. Like this guy who's collecting. He was collecting all, 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 the, the, all the, 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 the 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 universe's species, right? And, that are yeah. almost extinct. Like yeah. yep. so, he sends Lobo to capture Superman, and when he captures Superman, he in turn captures Lobo because like Lobo's like the last of his right. species too. Yep. And, and then was, they had to team up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Yo, such that, a dope episode. It was like a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was see? like a movie. <laughs> you know, and you remember yeah. when the Superman show first came out? Yeah. It was a crossover with Batman, and yep. it was right, like right. this two-hour like thing or something, I or maybe like an hour and a half. And it was like I remember like. It was like an event that was like oh, Superman, Batman, and it's like the yeah. movies don't have that. And I was always a Marvel guy too, right? So yeah. to have me like that Jones for like DC properties, not that I did. I always loved Batman, right? But uh, Superman, I was always like, I loved the movies, but with, when it came to the comic book, I was always kind of like take it or leave it. Like I wasn't a huge. Mm-hmm. I was big on the Death of Superman stuff. When yeah, I was same here. Yeah. yeah, but that show had me, man. I was like, I need to watch this. And it's like the movies, just I'm not even close to that. Because we didn't have the movies then. Right. Yeah. That was the other right. thing. Yeah. But they just did it right. They got the story, they got the characters, and they knew right, how right. to handle that property. Whereas like Zack Snyder and... Yeah. I even made the posit to you like I mean, yesterday that if you think about it, the whole like Justice League or the whole like setup for it, if you even remove Superman and Batman from it, it would actually still be in some ways a more compelling I think series. it would be more like, compelling. I agree. You think about Batman versus Superman the movie? They spent like how many amount, how many hours or how many minutes, right? Like explaining the story that you knew about him over and over again. That's right. explaining every story. Oh, his parents got killed. He doesn't like guns because of it. Right. He's now Batman. Like, yo, like we know this, man. Yeah. Like that's what Spider-Man Homecoming got right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Right, you know? yeah. They're so like, cut have... all this out. Don't need this. It's, it's exposition yeah. by this point. Like, you know, I read, great I read power some... comes great responsibility. Yes, yeah. we know that. We know that part, you know? Yeah, like save the little guy. Save, you know, right. one person at a time. You know, right. like I, there was something that I read that, that was putting into perspective like all the Batman films and how um, Mask of the Phantasm is the best. Ooh. Like right Mask behind. Mask of the Phantasm is incredible. Yeah. Right? Because it, and, and, and also because it doesn't have to really tell Batman's origin story. Right. It more just shows how he's affected by it as an adult. Right, right. Um, but it, in a different way. And, 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 you know, him going to his parents' gravesite over and over again and right. just really confronting his, his fears and his, his doubts, his denial. It, it, it's probably the most human yeah. Bruce Wayne that we've ever seen. Like his doubts cartoon. in himself. And yeah. I remember when Mask of the Phantasm was coming out, no, uh, I you know, teenager, I guess, whenever it was coming out. And I was hyped, hyped. And I saw it and I loved it, but I remember seeing it and being like, what was that? Like, I was like, what did I want? Like, because it was so yeah. deep, right? For yeah. like an animated movie, it was deep. Like, so like me seeing it for the first time, I was like, wow, what am I watching? Like, this is crazy because it was different from the show. Yeah. You know, it looked like the show, but it was different from the Very show. Very different. A lot of curveballs. And the more I like returned to it, I'm like, Wow, that was an incredible, and I agree. It's like it's up there with like Batman nineteen eighty nine, Dark Knight, Batman Begins. Like I would hold it up there with those as yeah, like right, some right. of the best Batman properties. Now, if we, because I was thinking, you know, when I when I said to Joe that you know at the time when those when the Superman animated series was out, we didn't have 
the plethora of films that we do now on all these different platforms, right. movie, TV, internet. Um, do you think that we, that not just media, but like all of these studios have just gone so far that they just think, oh, we could just slap it on this platform or this character is good for this. Do you think that there, there can ever, we could ever go back to a time or just kind of reimagine characters without such a machine behind it? I kind of feel like we're at a point where we've, we can't really go back. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've gone to because now so much money has changed things. We've changed things forever. And actually, there's a lot of articles <laughs> positing that Dark Knight was one of the ones that's made pushed to that yeah, change. I, but I it's um, we've gotten to a point where so much money has been spent now on like acquiring these properties, like from Disney, Warner Brothers, whoever, that they have to sort of treat it like a machine because they need to be putting these properties out every year, every other year, every year and a half. It's like it has to keep moving for it to be worth it. But people thought that there were that superhero movies were going to be at a lull at some point, that, you know, that the hype behind it would die down at some point. Right. And it clearly has not. That's but, mostly due to Marvel because of yeah. the success of Marvel. But, like, I mean, why not shorter films? You know, maybe uh, more more niche characters or more niche right. series that really go at a slow burn. Well, I think that we're getting to that point a little bit because what's happening is, is as uh, the MCU is going to move over into its next phase, right? A lot of those characters are going to go, and they're going to try to do some big ones because they got like Captain Marvel coming and stuff. Yeah, but I think they're they're planning for other platforms, so mm. like. The TV stuff's going to get a little bit bigger, uh, you know, whether they, because Disney's going to be doing their own online streaming service, which I assume means that that's going to eventually come with like Marvel shows, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So maybe there's a hope there that we can get some like smaller, like niche characters, like smaller, like store, I say small, but you know, like what would be more like independent storytelling, like stuff, something right, that's very sure. character driven. but. Yeah. It's just hard because they assemble these teams that are just like, all right, this is how we need to connect all these stories and this right. is how we need to do this. But then again, the Netflix Marvel stuff, though linked. Supposedly. <laughs> supposedly, supposedly linked. Right. They mention it. I'm going like, to get to that at some the point. The event or whatever <laughs> they call it. That, it's in, <laughs> that in and of itself has sort of been its own separate thing. The issue there is that They've ordered way too many episodes, and those series are way too long. They need to do like seven, eight should episodes. Be half an hour long. Yeah, show should be a half I, I an hour. I don't think Luke Cage needs to be an hour yeah. long. Show. And it's just Any of them. less episodes. Like each one's what yeah. ten episodes. You can cut that down They're, to seven. Yeah. Have more budget to make to you know higher quality product mm-hmm. and tell a better story because it'll be much tighter. Yeah, there's more a lot of thing. yeah. There's a lot of yeah. like uh, meandering uh, like yeah. exposition. Ends tons up, of exposition in those know. shows. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I think I don't I don't think they're ever gonna go back. I think a lot of studios, a lot of like companies buy into it with the notion of like the you know, like the mega franchise. Right. Um I do long for a time when something could become a franchise on its own without necessarily having been a comic book with like a large fan base. And also like I'll be frank, like I think my biggest um I think other thing with D C in particular is that, you know, they've kind of like like 
like cranked out so much even for Batman. I know you're saying like don't bite the hand that feeds you, which you're absolutely right about. At the same time, like there's so many iterations of it have like like come and gone in the last like ten years that I'm actually actually shocked that they even let that happen. You know, like think about it, like you had Nolan's trilogy, you have um, you know, Gotham, which I've said I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'm gonna give a huge shout out to my friend Vixen for bringing this up to me years ago, yeah. which was it would have been a better show if you had let the Waynes live the first season and uh, live live for most of the first season huh. and let them die at the end at, of, of season one. So that way you don't have to meander with all this whole, like, the Waynes are such great people right. in this city, right? And that way you see, like, more about the Waynes, right? Wow. Because right? you've Dude, never seen that in any movie. Where it's, it's true. Going, it's you know, true. You've right. never gotten wow. the Waynes, right, to build those characters, make yeah. you love those characters right. would be amazing. But and that's because they're just rich, rich, rich assholes. If you think right, about right, it, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, the thing, actually, and I think the series that has sort of handled them the best is probably Nolan's trilogy because yeah. just the way in Batman Begins, it's like especially with Falcone, those conversations yeah, yeah. with Falcone yeah. when he talks about mm-hmm. the family. But I've never been so hyped for a show and then like hated it after the first oh, yeah. episode as I was for Gotham because yeah. like so I had heard about Gotham. And uh, one Ed Brubaker, the comic book writer, he he does the show Gotham, uh, the book Gotham Central, yeah, Gotham right, Central, which is yeah. about like the cops in Gotham. Once again, it's, yeah, it's, once it's, again, we we support law enforcement here on, <laughs> on the ADM show. And, but it's a dope book because it's like look at that perspective, right? The cops in Gotham yeah. and how they deal with this criminal element in Batman and all the repercussions of Batman you know, right, from right. Batman's actions. So I was like, wow, we didn't get that. And then I saw that first episode, and they introduced, like, every Batman villain in that first episode. And I was like, God, you have a whole show to years of a show, if you're lucky, to, like, introduce these characters. And you gave me Poison Ivy, Penguin, uh, Catwoman, like, all these characters all in that first episode. And I was like, what did they do? Immediately. Even, like, the Riddler as, like, a a doctor or something. It was, like, CSI with the Riddler. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, how? why are we getting all these characters in the first episode of this right, show? Right. Like, they wanted the show to be a cop drama, which Fox is good at doing, and right. that's what drives TV. They could have just focused on that and, and make the, exactly. the villains right. just take these smaller Imagine characters. if you take your angle, right, where you're seeing part of the story is the Waynes, and then part of the story is commissioner gordon or before he's commissioner gordon and Mm. the cops dealing with this like heavy lieutenant gordon in this heavy criminal element in gotham right you get almost like i mentioned this a few times like one of the shows i liked was uh the chicago code that fox had had one season but it was great like Mm. cop drama like deep in the heart of like chicago dealt with like corruption in the city and stuff like that like do that but with gotham city Great show, man. And then you slowly introduce these these villains, right? Like how they had right, their rise. Right. But instead, they were like, let's just throw this all yeah, in there. That's... It looked so bad, dude. And first episode, I was out. I yeah. watched that. Really? Wow. Never watched an episode. I mean, I there. gave it a, I gave it about, I gave it the first season because right. I was I was actually more hooked on Jada Pinkett's character. She, she was supposed Mooney. to be good. Fish. She was like she the was best. Good. Yeah, Fish yeah. Mooney. She was great yeah. as Fish Mooney. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was she was she was an interesting character. I felt like she was good for TV, and she right. would have been good if this was a film. See, but that's why I think she worked right because she was a character that like. Like uh, you know, like that, like sort of mob criminal element, exactly. right? Right, right? She wasn't the penguin, 
right? She right. was just like character that may, you don't know anything about. And this is like how the the seedy criminal element developed in the city. Like She's like the source and, for all of that to be funneled. Through. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So yeah. like that's why I think that character, even though I didn't watch, that's why that character worked is mm-hmm. because, it, you know, it's getting to my point. Like show that, that like criminal element that like took over the city. Right, right. And you know, even like the way the Waynes are kind of characterized, like there's kind of there's kind of like this Kennedy element to them too, right, right? Right, and like you, you don't, and it's hinted at even in Batman Begins, right? Like as like these industrialists, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And it would have been great, like I said, it would have been great just to see that tapestry painted in that mm-hmm. type of way. Like I mean, uh, like imagine like you know like a, you know an, an American tragedy, the Waynes, you know what I mean? Right, and right, and right, like right. you know you get all this great stuff about like you know. Um, uh, Alfred, when he was like, uh, was he was like a British military officer. You <laughs> right, know what right, I mean? Right, like, yeah, got yeah. all these, it would have been great. It would have been great. Cool. These great, like, yeah. and you, you get all these kind of like American, like pseudo, like like uh, pseudo military, like patriot elements, right. and then like the uh, Wayne's turning into like these, like um, kind of like I, I guess you could call them like. Uh, like Car- like the Carnegies, right? Like kind of like these, <laughs> right. these, Rockefeller, these Rockefeller yeah. uh, capitalists, yeah. and then like that would have been an, a fucking fantastic. Think about like that would have been so created, fucking right? fantastic. And instead, I got oh, like man. like every fucking like I mean, w- once again, uh, the, the Riddler is a CSI, <laughs> he's like a <laughs> like, CSI cop or whatever. You know? And it was just so stupid. And it was just like they went over the top, yeah. overboard really quickly. And it was just like, and on top of that, he's only like. Like twelve in the in the show. Yeah, right, right. it's ridiculous, dude. Right. Like, I, I don't know, man. And then the the little baby cat woman, the, the yeah, 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 following yeah, people yeah, around. Yeah. Like I, oh, I man. saw that first, and I, I tell you, I've not seen an episode since. So it was yeah. like interesting enough, though. A good friend of mine was played a cop in that once. <laughs> so yeah. like, he like yells at somebody for like driving fast on the street. I, I I could honestly say I watched it because they filmed it in New York. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I was just yeah. like, oh, wow, that's actually kind of interesting. You're like, I know that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for the same reason, like, I got really excited when I saw parts of The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises from the New York. In New York, I was yeah. Right, like, right, right, right. And I actually, so one of the cool. things I loved about Dark Knight, in, but Dark Knight Rises, I guess, in particular, what he does, just visually, like, in terms of, because Dark Knight Rises definitely has its issues, but... Um, he shot in Pittsburgh, Chicago, New York, right. and he mixes them all up. But it's like those cities to like develop this right, one, right, like right. What's supposed to be the ultimate, like you know, yeah. Gotham, right? That's a good point. Yeah. And he he pieced them all together to like mm-hmm. create this one city. I thought it was a absolutely genius idea. Absolutely, it's not ethnocentric in any way. Yeah, it, it, right, it, does, right. it does look like it. Look at it from a national perspective. Right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. But it's like uh, as soon as you see like the bank or something in in a. Uh, uh, Dark Knight on Rises, you're like, yeah. oh, Wall Street, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah. the 59th Street Bridge, right, where right. he does the like standoff with the kids, that were right, on the right. bus, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. So I mean, I guess my point, like, is thinking back to the question, was that it's like you've seen this like scattered in like that type of way, like they just got to keep feeding the machine, feeding the beast, if you will, you yeah. know. And I think that's what's, uh, um, that's why I don't think there's any going back. Um, I do wish that they would try more to incubate. Um, outside of just like what you already know, I think right. it's something the CW's been really smart about it because they've incubated, like you know, like I mean, look, look, Supergirl, Green Arrow, Black Lightning. I don't think this was at, like at all like even realistic like ten years ago, right? Yeah, you no, know, no. but like they, I mean, they're also in a race with themselves when it comes to making rival films that that bastardize their other uh, characters. The, the, so the, I'm, I'm alluding to the Joker films oh, that will be coming out. Films. Yes. Oh. Plural. <laughs> uh, I don't, which I don't, is I don't insane, man. To have rival films being released at the same time that either that, that are definitely 
they're going to be disconnected. There's no way that they're going to try to connect those two characters with and two different actors and stories. And I think they said as much, but stories. It's, yeah, it's, it's weird to see, like, I, I, I honestly don't know, like, where they go with that. It's kind of like when I approach the comic books. Like, I love comic books, but part of me is like, why are there so many dimensions and universes and which one do I follow? Like, as a comic book fan, I still get confused. Yeah. So I can only imagine with, like, movies and people who don't know these properties just being like two jokers i mean there should be somebody at the top of i don't know whether it's dc it has to be dc in this case but at the in terms of the brand right the management of the brand this this is a bad idea it doesn't matter how good these movies will perform and how good they look on paper right this is just a bad idea for our brand moving forward right you would think somebody is in there has been like it's like you said in dc is like guys this isn't gonna work but I mean, apparently, you know, you can get Joaquin Phoenix, you're going to make him the Joker in some separate movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, I going back to the, I was reading the Village Voices article about the 10-year retrospect on The Dark Knight. Right. And, you know, something that was, re- that was said in the article was so interesting was about um, how The Dark Knight is a movie that has been deconstructed by like social scientists more than film critics right analyzing it so um it's great to know that we have that film as something that speaks to a bigger that speaks to bigger issues bigger um points in in society and in culture um and politics and and uh you know even in the superhero universe too but I think it, it's it spoke to a lot of people different times in their lives and post 9-11, all of these things that, that are just like in this tidal pool of the Dark Knight. We don't really to 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 have just that is it's it's not fair because I think there there's not enough of that moving forward. I feel like especially as we become more conscious and and, and the way that the world is going now, I think you know, just to make movies, just to make movies, it just seems so pointless. Yeah, no, I, know, I, I couldn't it, agree more. We need to. I, I mean, like, I love the fact that I think the Black Panther is that um, answer to the Dark Knight. It right. does, right. you know, for the MCU, a, for the MCU, yeah, yeah. it does engulf a lot of those things, and right. and it needed to do that, and right. they needed a film like that. But you know, like going back to our point about that the, these rival joker films is it just going to be mass killing just without ki- any kind of remorse or kind of just you know it, i mean we just can't have that in film right we can't right. have a character that is just so reckless that you just you know it, it's it's pointless to even watch it right you and know? it was fun. i was so i was reading a little on the the joaquin phoenix joker film and it's one it's like todd phillips is doing it who did like the hangover movies and stuff and i'm kind of like <laughs> oh no okay but you know i think scorsese is a producer on that too um <laughs> but i was reading up and it's like supposed to be like early years of the joker like he falls in love with a woman i forgot uh they might be casting zazie beats from atlanta as his like love interest in huh. it but so i was kind of like all right maybe but then woke when, joker <laughs> woke joker but then when you when you when you just read like the basic because there there's not many script script details but there's like just like a basic like you know one liner, you know, it's the skeleton Joker. Yeah, the skeleton. Thing. Joker's yeah. early life. He's just, he's in love with a girl. 
tragedy ensues, whatever. The story itself feels very vanilla, like very plain. Like I, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen this not in the Joker, but I've seen it like a million times in a million other movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, if you took out the Joker part, you actually have a decent like, like. I guess interracial love story. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, I was, uh, I've also seen that movie where it's like this bad guy who has the girl that's keeping him on the right track, but then something bad happens to her and he goes full blown bad. Like I've seen that story a million times. Yeah, and it's like hinted at in the actual book too that like the Joker has multiple like origin stories. Right, and one right, of them right. was like you know he right. he falls off the track because of like you know the Killing Joke I think deals with that a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I, I agree like. See, that's an example of, like, yeah, there's no turning back. And it's like, damn, like, the Joker even, like, prophesies (laughs) Joker movies, you know? Like, damn, they're just going to, like, keep, like, churning these out until shit they don't make, like, you know, $150 back at the the box office pretty much. But, I mean, holy crap, like, once again, did we need it? Do we... No. I, I hear the budget's gonna be pretty low for that one though. Like they're gonna—I mean, not that this is low, but like for those movies, it's gonna mm-hmm. be like a anywhere from thirty to fifty million dollar movie. So they are trying to keep like that Joker movie small, but small—you know—relatively like in comparison to the other DC movies. But I don't know, man. It, the story just doesn't sound really compelling to me. I'm just kind of like I've seen that before, but. You never know. I do, you know, Walking Phoenix is great, man. So, and then if Zazie beats his cast, like, that's interesting, too. But I don't know. I need a little more. Uh, a little more from the story. Maybe I see the yeah, first trailer and I, my, my, even, my tune changes. I think even initially, like, when they had, like, thrown around the ideas of doing, like, kind of like a like a Harley Quinn Joker movie that right. was, like, kind of modeled after Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Even yeah. that, I was like, yo, you've seen, like, that before. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the whole, like. You know, like you know, insane clown posse version of uh, of Bonnie, and Clyde, <laughs> Bonnie, and Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's like I think the elevated pitch is like pretty like straightforward. But it's like, yo, you've seen that before. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was like '90s was full of that. Like Natural Born Killers, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. a great yeah. movie with Brad Pitt called uh, California. If you've ever seen it, like yeah. that, it's that story. You know, it's Bonnie and Clyde, but like, you know, like punk Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe the way to go is just. M- Make more of a psychedelic film, like a weird, like uh, yeah, I'd take it, man. You know what, what was what was your man that did um Tony Scott that did oh uh, Fear and Loathing in Las yeah, Vegas? Uh, and, no, no, Fear and Loathing was um uh, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah Terry. Well, that would be great, dude. Yo, like a Terry, Fear and Loathing. Yo, that would be crazy. Don't even get me started on Terry Gilliam, dude. Yo, a Terry Gilliam film, <laughs> like a Terry Gilliam. DC film, right, right, would That'd be, be really interesting. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, think like Brazil meets Fear and Loathing <laughs> yeah. meets Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys, yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Favorite. All oh. Terry Gilliam, but like the dude, <laughs> man, he was operating on another. <laughs> That's dope. I like that. That would be yeah. see, but like I don't. They're afraid to do that. Yeah, but it's like that would be a great idea. Like do something out of the box, mm-hmm. crazy. Because it's 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 almost an art film at, at the end of the day. Like, can we get a good art film right. in any of these universes? Right. I, I would love to see it. And, and that's what we got with the Dark Knight. But that was before. That's true. What, like what you were talking about before. Like all these things got gobbled up and put into the machine. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight was before that. It led kind of to that, but it was able to be those art films because. It wasn't in that machine yet, you know? Lobo could be an interesting art film. Lobo would be dope. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And oddly enough, like, I know, like, this would sound, like, crazy now, but, like, 
the first Deadpool movie was like experimental oh. because it was rated R, crazy yeah. violent, like they were afraid. But it made tons of money, and now it's led to like Logan. Logan yeah. wouldn't happen without Deadpool. Like, that's believe true. it or not, Logan Lo- was a Logan <laughs> doesn't happen without Deadpool, right? That's true. So that's a good point. Um, uh, yeah, be dope to see. I, I would love to see a <laughs> Terry Gilliam esque Joker movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Lobo movie. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool too. I just like the idea of like you know the uh, a villain that collects these beings right and and then and then you look at somebody who is sent as sent out as a bounty hunter to collect these things and and in turn he's actually one of the collect collector's items right and i love the fact that like he doesn't realize it that like yeah because i'm the last of my species he's such a cowboy he's so confident and so like full of himself he's like ah you know forget about it i'll just you know, multiply. I'll just have some, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll have offspring in it, and, and that's the end of the day. Right, right. I'll be all like, right. Nah, son, it doesn't work like that. Right. You hear this DC Lobo movie? Come on. <laughs> I mean, like, it's in the works. They're talking about it, but I don't know. Like, I don't think there's many details. See, it's funny, and I guess tying this into the next point, mm-hmm. that sounds like something that M. Night Shyamalan would totally get behind. Like a, <laughs> kind of. like a twist ending where you're like, no, you actually are the. Uh, you are the. And now that brings us to the M. Night Shyamalan uh, universe. Uh, um, uh, the universe I'm extremely excited about. Jordan and I were talking about this, and I think we've like. Um, <laughs> Came, came at these differently because like I'm a huge fan like so I, when Unbreakable came out like mm-hmm. I was blown away I was I haven't ecstatic seen it, to be honest oh. with you. I'm no no which is fine so far behind and Go then ahead. so then uh, spoiler warnings here but the movie's been out a while but I'm letting you know right now if you don't want to know anything about Unbreakable Split like that whole world don't listen right now but always listen because it's the 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so then when like Split came out. And it linked to Unbreakable. I was just like, and it was years later, right? Like almost not ten years, but like close. Yeah, to 10 it's years. like. Uh, I I was just I was like I can't believe he did that. But I said that one of the genius things, and I've said this from the beginning. Split had to work as a standalone movie before he tied it in, and it did. So, like, when that movie was, like, because the tie-in's right at the end. So, like, Um. the movie's done, and then you get that tie-in. So, I remember, like, the movie was ending, and I was like, wow, like, M. Night, you came back. You killed it. Like, that was a great movie. And then he tied it in, and I was like, what? Mind blown. So, I'm, like, super excited. I saw the Glass trailer, and I was just, like, tear, (laughs) you know? Uh, but I know not everybody's like a fan of that world, and especially like everybody, a lot of people are skeptical of M Night, which you know, rightfully so. He had a pretty bad nosedive there for a while. But uh, you said you haven't watched Unbreakable. Did you see Split at all? I know of Unbreakable. I right. like I might have started watching it, but um, Split came out before Unbreakable. No, Split came out uh, about a year or so ago. Oh, and it was shit. the tie-in. To I have no idea. Never. It, it like I don't even remember well, even hearing the title. Get out there and watch those movies. Wow. Man. <laughs> huh. I'd be interested to actually hear your take on it because you you speaking about wanting like a more art house yeah comic book film yeah you should check out Unbreakable and then in turn Split because Unbreakable was like M Night Shyamalan creating his own comic book right. universe yeah because he the the story is the um 
he's an old guy who actually has powers. Right, right? but he doesn't know. He, doesn't he know just he knows powers. something's up with himself. Right. But there's great reveals in the movie, like, as you go along. Uh, like, I, he, like he like fell down some stairs and didn't break anything, right? Something like that. Well, I don't, I don't want to like ruin it because <laughs> okay, it's like there's right, like a fine. great great intro to yeah. like how how they figure out this stuff. Okay. Um, I definitely check it out, dude, because uh, you're you're longing for mm-hmm. for an art house like yeah. comic book movie. I yeah. feel like. This uh, Unbreakable movie will like you know okay. satiate that like you'll <laughs> you know all right yeah, yeah I just I just really want M Night Shyamalan to go like you know full art house and just like just put every character from every one of his movies <laughs> like I really wanted Bruce Willis to be the dude in the Sixth Sense I, I know really, you <laughs> I want them right. to I want them to like have a moment where they're like yo we need our underground we need, we need, we need like a, a underwater recon force let's get the lady in the water he's like I'm unbra- I'm unbreakable and I see dead people, people. <laughs> <laughs> right. you know uh, we need to stop this village right like, <laughs> this village is just taking people this village is spreading <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then out of nowhere last they been where did that come from? We knew this was going to happen. We saw these signs in the cornfield. <laughs> and the happenings coming. The trees are alive. You're like, what? It's the craziest, nuttiest comic book movie ever made. <laughs> See, that I would totally watch. Totally watch. Uh, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> uh, but just to get back to that, I know we've been like going, going through all this. My actual favorite trailer from the whole thing was the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Me too, me too. Like me being a huge Godzilla fan as a kid, I go nuts over any of these. Mm-hmm. The last movie I liked, but I know it wasn't as good as like like when the trailers came out. It was, was going to be amazing. And it's kind of like that same feeling now, but my one sort of saving grace is that, not one saving grace, the trailer's amazing, but like the director, Michael Doherty, I love. He did, um, if you've seen them, Trick or Treat, the uh, like, uh, indie like horror movie, and he did Krampus a couple of years ago. And one of the reasons I like the Christmas like horror movie, Krampus, and one of the reasons I like him is he's very rooted in like old school like practical effects and stuff like that. Huh. And even though Godzilla's gonna be a ton of CGI because like there's no way around it, I think he's gonna bring that aspect of himself to that piece. But man, that trailer, whew, like just the use of that score, that like almost like yeah. Wizard of, Wizard of the Oz kind of <laughs> like esque right, right. score. Yeah. Mm. To like over like all these monsters and his destruction, I was like that. That's what I wanted from him. Like that's what I wanted him to bring to this. And I was just like that was another one where I, tear was like rolling yeah, down my no, eye watching agree. that man. You see Mothra like spread his wings, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. So that that's my favorite trailer from Comic Con so yeah. far. But uh, I think Split Shazam like are like close seconds. Like yeah, sec- tie for second maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Godzilla one really captures like the essence of uh, you know the 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 like a modern take of those films. Right. It's also going to be a woke Godzilla because it's like in the beginning it's like we humanity has destroyed the world. We must bring the Titans back, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh man, they're gonna I get. F- deep. I feel like all those Godzilla films wow. were, were like warning us about a lot well, of stuff. Well, Gojira, the first one yeah. is was uh, you know made it, in Japan. And it's very much made after the fallout yeah. from uh, you know, Hiroshima right. bombing and stuff yeah. like that. So and it's an amazing film. Yeah. Um, which is on Criterion. Criterion Collection. Criterion really? Collection. Yeah, Gojira. I, I I have it. I bought it like immediately, but I I had seen it before, like as a kid, and uh, it's like black and white Godzilla, 
uh, takes place in Japan. There are some Americans that come into the film, like yeah. they're they're there, uh, but it's like, you know, it's totally a commentary on like Japan after like post Hiroshima bombing. Yeah, yeah. but it's the idea that Godzilla comes back to like restore balance because these humans have in that movie he's not really restoring so balance in that movie it's more he's this like fo- this like you know force created from like radiation that mm-hmm. has now like swallowed up Japan and destroys Japan and it's this like dark looming figure over Japan mm-hmm. and that's what you know the Hiroshima bombing was right. All the lasting ah, effects from that bombing. Okay. The Godzilla, Godzilla is like the visual the representation of huh. like what happened. Yeah. At, you know, post uh, bombing of Japan. Yeah. And it's and it's an incredible film. Yeah. It's almost like it's wow. symbolic of like American hegemony in like that right. in, on the island. Right. You know, post World War Two. You have these like Americans that come in and they like don't know how to deal with it, and it's like it's the exact same thing. It's yeah. like you did this, you caused this, but like you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Right? You did. What can you do? Uh, yeah, you should check it out. But um, so yeah, and then they it became like these other things. Like you know, it was always kind of that. Like that element has always been a part of it, but like. You know, it got crazy. You know, like big robots, <laughs> flying moths. <laughs> but like, I, I loved it as a, I loved it as a kid. Yeah, as the first mega franchise. Yeah, yeah, first, yeah, yeah. first mega, mega franchise that like, went off the rails right, just right. a little bit, just a little tiny bit. Jeez. But um, but yeah, I, I loved it as a kid, and like seeing that trailer, like just really brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. So, I think that's our uh, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con wrap up. Wrap up. <laughs> Watching from the outside. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, one uh, treats. Thanks for coming on, yeah, man. Thank, thank you, man. you guys. Uh, thank is you. there anything you wanna? You got anything happening? Anything you wanna put out there in the world? No, I mean I'm I'm on Twitter at, at I am DJ Treats, and that's about it. Dope, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming out. You gotta come on again, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Cool, yeah. man. Uh, I guess uh, that's another one. Yeah. Shifters, Shifters out. out. It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. <laughs>